Are you a Christian that's desiring to know more about being a disciple of Christ? Are you a believer that don't really know that much about discipleship or don't know the difference between, you know, being a Christian or being a disciple? Or are you a disciple that don't really know the characteristics or the some of the things that you need to know to continue to be a disciple of Christ um, to show up? as your best self for Christ to do all things unto the Lord because a disciple is Christ if so you are in for a treat grab your pen grab your paper thank you for tuning in we're getting ready to get into five the five d's plus a bonus so you can call it six but the five d's that are going to make you strong as a disciple amen amen Hi, and welcome to the Godifestation Babe podcast. I'm the founder and CEO of Godifestation Babe. My name is Nakira Powell. I'm so excited for you all to be here. Not only am I an entrepreneur, but I'm a wife, mother of two, coach, author, speaker, podcast host, you name it. And so here at Godifestation Babe, we provide you with a safe space that helps you manifest, monetize, and market your brand as you allow God to lead you towards your dreams, goals, and desires. We serve ambitious women in business being led by the word of God. We use a balance of biblical teaching, scriptures and business strategy to help shift your mindset your beliefs and become the ceo god has ordained you to be so yes finally there's a safe space and community of kingdom influencer entrepreneurs coming together faith-based to be in one unity and empowering each other encouraging each other and supporting each other along the way as we build grow and brand our businesses yes so with that being said thank you so much for tuning in make sure that you subscribe to this podcast make sure that you like it give it five stars and let's get into the episode Hey, you all, and welcome back to the Godifestation Babe podcast. I'm your host, Nakira Powell, and I help women, whether you're in business or you're aspiring to be in business or you're not in business, but you want to know more about Christ, you want to know more about being in the kingdom of God, I help women get a closer relationship with God through my testimonies, through my teachings, and through my stories. Amen. So with that being said, on this episode, which is episode 37, I'm going to be talking about the five D's that makes up a strong disciple. So if you have been following us on Instagram or on the Godifestation Babe um, Instagram page, by now you should know that um, I, founder and CEO, has have been doing a 30-day double down in discipleship um, challenge, right? And it's not, it's a personal challenge, you know, because this, this is a personal walk in Christ. Our walks are personal. Um, so it's nothing formal that you have to sign up for or anything like that or join. You can, you know, join at your own will, or you can just tune in when we go live on IG. So with that being said, for those who don't know what a disciple is, so a disciple is a follower of Christ. Amen. So you're probably thinking, um, okay, so what's the difference between a Christian and a disciple? 
So here's the difference. There's not too much of a difference. It's almost like comparing squares to rectangles. Like they're both, you know, they both have four sides and you can clearly see what the difference is. But at the same time, they have similarities. Amen. So for instance, I'm not going to go all into the difference between being a Christian and being a disciple because that would be a, a teaching for a whole nother episode. But I will say this, a disciple is definitely a Christian, but just because you're a Christian does not make you a disciple or just because you proclaim to be a Christian does not make you a disciple. So Christian is the, is the most popular term that's used in our culture nowadays. Right. And I'm a Christian. I'm a, I am a woman of God. I'm a Christian, but I, 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 I like to refer myself as a born again believer, which is totally different from a Christian. Again, we're not going to get into all of that. But um, a Christian is described as a person who follows Jesus as well. But uh, the word, the term disciple, which is the most popular term in the New Testament, is also a follower of Jesus. So a disciple has to be all about the Lord. And the the a disciple has the Lord has the Lord has to love the has to love the Lord more than anything has to love his his or her God more than anything. Same thing for a Christian. I mean, there's no exempt for anyone. Everyone is expected. But when you are uh when you are a disciple, you're right there. You're following Christ. So with that being said, here's a fun fact um that I found on um google so check this out i didn't read it now i didn't count it myself but according to google it says that disciple is used 281 times in the new testament compared to christian being used only three times wow so anywho that lets you know the the uh the the weight that a disciple holds. Amen. Amen. So with that being said, let's get into this episode. Get your pen, get your paper, because it's going to be a lot of notes that you need to take. Um, this is going to be one of our most valuable and informative and powerful episode that we've had so far, because it's going to be, it's really going to be a lot of teaching. And I'm so excited to get into these five D's because um, this is a journey, a personal journey that um, in a personal challenge that I'm doing because as I'm, you know, as I'm sharing with you what I am journaling and what I am getting taught by my overseer and things of that nature, I'm bringing you into my challenge and bring you into my journey. Um, and I'm still growing as a disciple. I still have to grow as in discipleship. So I don't have it all figured out either. Um, I don't have all the answers. The Bible does. Amen. The word of God has all the answers. The Lord has all the answers. God has all the answers. You know, the word of the God, word of God is life and life is the word of God. And the gospel is your answer. Amen. Amen. So with that being said, let's get into the episode. All right. All right. All right. Well, we are back and I'm excited about this episode specifically because this is a teaching episode. I'm big on teach what you've been taught and also teach from experience. Teach not only from knowledge because we can say we know something, but if we haven't experienced it or we haven't been there and we haven't been brought out of it, then what good is it to, you know, what good is it? You know, you can't 
tell anyone or show anyone, hey, I made X, Y, Z mistake. And let me show you how you not how to not make it. Or um, I've been down this road. Let me share with you my experience or I've been where you were at. And this is what helped me, you know, X, Y, Z. So with that being said, I do want to talk about the five D's that make up a strong disciple. Um, I hear my testimony is I really, really didn't become a I'm becoming a disciple right now and I'm in the process. Amen. And you know, it's always a learning and growing experience. But from my experience, I was just a Christian or I was just a believer, right? Um, then I became a born again believer and then I became someone who was seeking discipleship and seeking a a a, a strong um a strong a stronger relationship with Christ. So Discipleship is definitely the journey of going from being a believer to being fully committed um, disciples in Christ. So, again, Christian is like the most popular term in our, you know, culture nowadays. And it is described as someone who follows Jesus. And a disciple is mostly um, used as uh, the same thing, but in the New Testament. So, with that being said... Having discipline and knowing how to be disciplined. So the first D is discipline. <laughs> and it kind of goes without saying because disciple, like the prefix of disciple is discipline, right? How ironic is that? So when you first think of disciple, you, you the first thing that should come to mind is discipline. So discipline simply means to obey rules or a code of behavior or to use punishment to correct dis- disobedience. So you have to have discipline. You have to have discipline as a disciple. And you also have to know how to be disciplined. Amen. And I've talked plenty of times about chastisement, how, you know, God and the Lord chastise those that he loves. Amen. And we can't, we can't be so, how can I say it? At first, you're going to be like, why me? Why me? And you're going to feel bad because, you know, the, the Lord is rebuking you, you know, dealing with you. But he chastised those that he loved. So with that being said, in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 24, it says, whoever spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves his loves him is diligent to discipline him. So if you look at it in the aspect, if you're a mom, because I know I have these, you know, my women, if you're a mom, because we love our children, that's why we discipline them, right? If we didn't love them, we wouldn't care what they do and we wouldn't care how they end up. It's the same thing, you know, as a as the Lord being our father, right? He wants the best for us, right? Which means that because he loves us so, he's going to deal with us. He's going to discipline us. And that means that we have to be disciplined, right? Also meaning, you know, following the commandments, not sinning, you know, being um, like Christ, all of that is discipline. So again, one of the most loving things that we can do for our children is give them strong sense of, uh, discipline and also security and purpose in life. So as the Lord is dealing with us in our discipline, um, which is spiritual discipline. So let me back it up. So spiritual discipline are habits, practices, and experiences that are designed to develop, grow, and strengthen certain qualities of the spirit. So it's it's like building your muscle, building your muscle, building your muscle. So as you strengthen in your discipline, you strengthen in your in your humility, your submission and your um how to understand authority. 
Amen. So I want to talk about some of the things you need to remember that what the Bible says about discipline. So the Bible talks about how discipline is loving and caring. God loves his children so that he disciplines us. Amen. Another thing is another one. Number two is we're still talking about discipline. Discipline is not going to always feel good and it may not always be positive, even even though the benefits are positive and in the long run, it will benefit us. And we'll talk about it in a little bit, but it's not going to always feel good, especially as a new believer, especially as a new Christian. And you don't feel like, why am I always getting picked at? Why am I always getting whipped? So, um, no, the discipline is it's not always enjoyable while it's happening right it it can be painful at times but afterwards there's so many f- you you begin to you be at peace and you have a harvest if it's done the right way right if you're living right according to the word of god and it talks about this in um hebrews chapter 12 verse 11 so with that being said um the third thing that um i want you to remember about discipline and what it says in the bible is that your obedience is not optional nor is it up for debate so we think that we can compromise with God. We can pick certain scriptures that we want to, you know, um, we want to obey and not do the other. And uh, let's see, Colossians chapter three, verse 20, it says, children obey your parents in everything, not children that X, Y, Z do X, Y, Z. No, children obey your parents and everything. That's the same way with the Lord. We have to obey God in everything. And as a disciple, this is one of the key ingredients to being a disciple and knowing that you are a disciple or you're heading in the right direction. Disciples have to love our have to love their Lord and God more than anyone and anything. More than your children, more than your spouse, more than your job, more than money, more than your parents, more than your siblings. And that's one pill that a lot of people have a problem with swallowing, but it is what it is. Amen. So the next thing I want to talk about when it comes to dealing with discipline is discipline, decisions, and instructions are one. They're one. It's like a package deal. You cannot have one without the other. So remember, only through instruction of the Bible, of the word of God, which is the gospel, can we understand the ways and the will of God. There's no other way. So there's no way around getting to your word. And the last thing I want to talk about is is this having discipline is is an eternal benefit. It's something that you'll have for the rest of your life. All right. So the second D is desires. Having God's desires. Disciples need to have God's desires. So a desire is a strong feeling of wanting to have something or wishing for something to happen. Our our desires should match God's desires, period. Again, we're talking about discipleship. Disciples, the five D's that makes up a strong disciple. Um, So let's go to the word of God real quick. So, okay, so 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 3 reads who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth god desires all men to be saved amen and if you want to look at someone in the bible paul had the same desire in romans chapter 10 verse 1 he desired for all of god's people all of god's men to be saved 
So remember, God knows the desires of our heart. Amen. There's no hiding. That's why you definitely have to get your heart clean, y'all. I'm not going to dive deep into getting your heart clean, but you got to get your heart clean. And what do you mean by that? You got to get people out of your heart, how you feel about them, what they did to you. You don't forgive them or maybe you do, but you really still you still be thinking about it. Listen, y'all, it took me it didn't take me a while because it could have took me a long time, but I, I, I never forget. My mother-in-law will always say, you got to get your heart clean. And I'm like, because she said, you're a giver. You give, you sow, you, you know, you plant, you plant, you give. You should be prospering. You should be prospering because the gates of heaven are, are, are open above your life because you tithe, you give, you sow, you plant. But if some, if you're not, been, if you're not, if you're, if you're, if your blessings are being held up, more than likely it's because something's in your heart. So again, God knows the desires of your heart. That's checking your motives. A true disciple is not just, in, I want to just say this, a true disciple is not just involved, but is committed to take up his own cross and follow Jesus to the very end. So it's not always about me, 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 which is a desire. This is, this is a desire. The, this is what the Bible said in, in the, this is what the Bible said. A disciple is one that takes up his own cross and follow Jesus to the very end. That's a desire. I also want to do another scripture in Psalms chapter 37, verse four, take the light in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust, trust in him. And he will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication, like the noonday sun. Amen. Amen. So and I'm going to give you one more scripture and we're not going to go too deep into desires. I'm going to let you, you know, um, do some journal. That's a journaling prompt for you. Get into get into the desires of of your of uh, your heart. Check your desires. What are you truly desiring as a Christian, as a believer, as a kingdompreneur, Christianpreneur, faithpreneur, whatever you just you define yourself as. And then I want to talk about. um as, as uh the books of song i mean the books of romans so in the books of romans god shows us that the desire of his heart is the salvation of those who are lost i'm gonna say that one more time one more one more again one more time i say one more time one more again together but god shows us that the desire of his heart is the salvation of those who are lost those who have received his salvation He's inviting us to align the desires of our hearts with his desire. Amen. So if you want to know more about the desires of God's God's heart, which is should be our desires, get into the book of, of Romans. All right. So the third D I want to talk about is direction, having God's direction. So direction is a course along which someone or something moves. It also means the management of, or guidance of someone or something. So this is probably one of my favorite D's because without direction, how are we going to get to where we need to get to? Amen. So direction can mean so many things when it comes to discipleship and when it comes to being in the kingdom of God. I'm sorry, y'all. Let me back it up. So I, I did. I realized that I didn't get deep into the kingdom of God yet where I haven't mentioned the kingdom of God. But remember, this is all about being in the kingdom of God as well. The whole goal uh, the, one of the first goals is to get in the kingdom of God. So, um, do you have to be a disciple to get into the kingdom of God? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, now just because 
you are a disciple does not mean you know how to carry yourself as a disciple or you know what disciples, you know, needs need to do. Amen. You know, a lot of times we get hired on as jobs, but if we don't take the training, we don't know what we need to do. We just we're just gonna stand and just like wait until someone tells us what to do. Amen. We got the job. That's our position. That's our title. But we need to know how to operate in it. That's the word operate. Like you can get a car, but if you don't know how to drive, you got the keys, you got your license, you got the tag, you got the title, but you don't know how to operate the vehicle. So what good is it? Amen. Um, same thing with the word of God. The word of God is powerful all by itself, but if you don't know how to operate it, what good is it going to be in your life if you're not using it? Amen. It's like, it's almost like you can lead the horse to the water, but you can't make it drink. You can't make it drink it. Whatever the saying go, you can beat a dead horse or whatever, whatever, whatever. You get what I'm saying? So always remember, always remember, um, there is a way that seems right to man, but it ends, it ends, well, but it's ending in the way of death. So we can't get so caught up, especially as women of God in business that are allowing, that is allowing God to be their CEO and that's seeking ye first the kingdom of God of all his righteousness and all things will be added unto him, I mean, all, all things will be added unto you. We have to be very, 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 um, very careful about the the direction that we take. And we got to make sure we are getting direction from God and who he sent to help us, to help direct us. Like he sent Noah, he sent Moses, he sent so many disciples and leaders and prophets in the Bible. And just know that your, 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 your overseer, your leader is also a direction that you should go. If they're teaching you truth, if they're teaching you truth and it's not a compromising teaching or it's not a truthful teaching, then that's different. But if you're, if you're a leader, that's why it's important to have a leader. That's why it's important to have a covering or overseer. Listen, for those who probably like, huh, what, what is she talking about? I don't know what she's talking about. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then it probably means that you're probably not, you probably don't have a home church. Because your home church and whoever is overseer over that church, which is a your pastor or your bishop or your apostle or your prophet, that is your leader. Okay. And so if you don't know that's your leader, that's your leader. Amen. If you don't have a home church, you need to get one. Amen. Because you need a covering, y'all. It's important in the kingdom of God to have a covering. Or you're just going to be out there with the wolves and you're going to be getting toe up. And I don't know how many times I can stress this. <clears throat> and that's probably some of the re- that's probably one of the reasons why you're getting tore up in your um spiritual walk, in your journey, because you don't have anyone covering you, interceding for you, amen, taking you the way you should go. At the end of the day, no, your leader and your overseer is not your God. You don't idolize anyone over God, but you do, you do um you do all things unto God, amen. But you do recognize authority. But that's a whole nother teaching. We ain't gonna get into all that. So I wanna I wanna um get back to direction. So, you know, the Lord has a path for us. And you know, the Holy Spirit is our helper. You know, we're about to get into something else. I don't want to say the word because that's gonna kind of spill the beans, but direction you need to you need to go where the lord is going have clear direction from god um getting in your word having a covering um all these things 
helps you know the direction that God wants you to go. Amen. Because you just can't wake up one day and know. I mean, you can, but (laughs) that's a miracle. But we just got to know the direction from God. So Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 says, Provide it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths in all your ways, in all your ways, not in some of your ways. Amen. This gives us a beautiful picture and a simple way to receive clear of God's direction. Amen. So the fourth uh d i think we're on number four right yeah the fourth d in um making you a strong disciple is the ability to discern the spirit of discernment so number four is discernment so i want to just start this is probably one i keep saying this is probably one of my favorite d's because it's hard to be it's hard to follow christ if you don't know how to discern discern is like the the it's the it's your it needs to be your first language you know outside of uh speaking in tongues so i guess your second language amen but it goes hand in hand amen so i want to start off with a scripture matthew chapter 10 verse 16 behold i am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves so be wise as serpents and innocent as doves Y'all, that scripture holds so much weight because as a as a kingdompreneur, as a disciple, as a follower of Christ, we're gonna he's he's gonna send us out to places we may not want to go. Amen. But it's not about where we want to go, it's about where he needs us to go. Amen. Amen. Remember, it's about the multitude and the disciples. Disciples are going out to the multitude to save the multitude. Remember, it's not about our desires. Oh, I desire not to go there because I'm not wanted there. That's why you need to go there. Amen. Amen. You never know who is who is yearning for uh, another way in life. And we can't, we can't get so high and mighty. Now you pick and choose. You let the Holy Spirit pick and choose your battles, you know, but we can't get in the flesh and say, oh, well, I don't want to do that because I just don't want to do that. Amen. If it was easy, everyone would do it. And this and that quote applies to in the kingdom of God as well. Amen. So it's just things we just have to follow. Order. That's having direction. That's being disciplined. Amen. And let me make sure. And desires. Okay. So <clears throat> excuse me. Um Another one is Romans chapter 12, verse two, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Okay. All right. So let's get into the definition of discern. So discern means to perceive or recognize something. It also means to distinguish someone or something with difficult, with difficulty by sight or with the other senses and let's get into the definition of discernment discernment is a wise way of judging between things or a or a particularly perceived way of seeing things so um you definitely got to have discernment y'all we got to have discernment we got to know what's right and what's wrong everything that's because everything that glitter ain't gold and we're living in the times where people are preferring the gospel 
they're adding all kind of other foolishness to the gospel. They're adding, you know, the law of attraction. They're adding all this philosophy stuff. They add in all this, uh, whatever, whatever cards and affirmations and stuff that has nothing to do with the word of God, nothing to do with the gospel. So we got to be, is all of it perverted? No, but is most of it perverted? Yes. Amen. If it ain't talking about thus says the Lord, And then watch those who always talk about God, 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 God. But they never talk about Lord, Christ, Messiah. Because remember, the only way to the Father is through the Son. And if you try to go any other way, it's it's perverted. You are a thief and a robber. So let's get into some scripture. Y'all got a lot of scriptures when it comes to this one. I can write a whole book. (laughs) So um, in 1 John chapter 4 verse 1, it says, Beloved, do not be... Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. Who? Listen, listen. <laughs> I'll tell you it. The Bible has the answer. Okay, so the next one is First Kings, um, chapter three, verse nine. Give your servant, therefore, an understanding mind to govern your people, that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to to, to govern this your great people? Proverbs chapter two, verse one. My son, or you could put my daughter if you want to make it personal. But my son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Amen. Amen. Excuse me. And uh, last but not least is um, first Samuel, Samuel chapter six, verse seven. The Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. I'm going to say that one more time for the Lord sees not as man sees man looks on the outward appearance. But the Lord looks on the heart. Amen. Listen. So when we talk about discernment, we're not just talking about, oh, discerning, you know, what should I eat for dinner? Discerning, you know, should I wear this or discerning? Should I do that in business? That's that's all good and dandy. When I'm what I'm talking about today is discerning evil spirits from good spirits, discerning who's a false prophets, who's false, whatever, whatever teachers. And it's a lot of them out there, y'all. It's a lot of this is this is one of the reasons why Godification Bay was birthed, because I I had got so sick and tired of being sick and tired of seeing all these wannabe preachers and you know, whatever. I'm not saying that that's not their calling. Um, what I'm saying is they're leading people to stray. And that's not good. The blind leading the blind. And we think it's okay. These compromising Christians. So you can be a Christian and not be a disciple. You can be a Christian and not be a born again believer. You can be a believer and not be a disciple. So as you can see, you see what I'm saying? It's it's almost like Christian is just so loosely used. And I'm just, I'm sick of it, y'all. Sometimes you just got to be sick and tired of being sick and tired. And you, and you can, you can, you can, um, based off your experience, you can, you can say, you know, you can go by your experience and you can teach, you can teach the truth. Amen. 
Disciples teach the truth. That's another big thing. So it's not always about, yeah, you want to follow Christ and yeah, you want to love him more than anything, but also you want to have, you know, an open mouth, be a lively stone and also, you know, use the fruit of your lips, not to only worship and praise him and pray and ask for the things you want, but to also say, thus says the Lord. Amen. He wants you to speak up. And it's a lot of people out there that's speaking up that ain't speaking right. So with that being said, um, it's a prayer that I'm going to say. So you can definitely pray and ask the Lord, ask God for discernment. Amen. But at the end of the day, you can pray, pray, pray all day. But if you're not in your word, it's, 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 there's no point. There's no point. So you can say, dear Lord. As you continue to raise me up as your disciple so that I can walk with you, continue to guide my steps, not to seek, not to seek your word or teaching from ungodly people. Assist me in the way that I should go. Assist me to seek godly teachers who may guide me unto right, making right decisions. Amen. Help me seek you first and all of your righteousness before I take any action on anything. Dealing with my business, dealing with my life, dealing with anything any aspect of my life. Lord, help me not rush into things, rush into judgment so that I'm not feeling condemned or regretting anything or feeling bad after the, the decision is made. Amen. Amen. So, and I'm going to tell y'all like what my daily prayer is, especially as a business owner, but I do that at the end of this um episode. So the fifth, um, the fifth D in, uh, in, in making you as a strong disciple is devotion, daily devotion. I didn't really know what this meant, really, to be honest, until this year. I see people talk about it all the time, but I didn't know what it meant. Devotion means love, loyalty, and enthusiasm for a person, activity, or cause. So again, some of you all may be familiar with um daily devotionals, um, uh, which are quiet times that you set aside to focus on God, spend time praying and read your word, you know, and you can reflect on your relationship with him. It's even journaling. So this whole time I was pretty much doing I was having a daily devotion, you know, with God in the mornings. And that those daily devotion led to my my um spiritual breakthroughs, my financial breakthroughs, and just miracles happening in my life. But you have to devote to him wholeheartedly and willingly. So there's different ways that you can spend devotional time with God. You can sing. You can sing. It's power in in singing a song. A song can deliver you. A song can set you free. Um, It got to be the right song, right? It got to be gospel song now. We can't be putting on no, you know, genuine or no R. Kelly or anything or no twerking music trying to get delivered. <laughs> that just ain't going to work. But anywho, um, meditation, meditating on the word of God, not going into this chant. Y'all be, be very mindful when you meditate. Meditate on the word of God. Meditate on the things that he has done for you. Don't meditate on stuff that's going to take you into a whole nother whatever, whatever. Um, Reading your Bible is another way of um, obviously spending devotional time. 
And even writing your thoughts about God or writing a letter to God in a journal is a it's not only a journal prompt, but it's a great way to spend devotional time. So you're probably thinking, okay, why is this so important to do? Why do I need to do all this? Okay, for instance, well, not for instance, this is why. For starters, it reminds you and me and us of what to focus on in our day, right? It also reminds us our priorities as disciples. Just because we're followers of Christ does not mean we don't have a life. Doesn't mean that, you know, our life is boring. And if you're doing things unto God, if you're, you know, having, you can still have fun. It doesn't have to be boring and draining and, you know, to be honest, we don't have a life. So, you know, when people are like, well, I ain't got a life. You're right. You don't have a life. When you are a disciple, you don't have a life. You gave your life up to Christ. That's another thing about the difference between Christians and disciples. People think that, you know, well, Christians don't fully give their life up to Christ. They believe in God, they say they know God, but or they they know Jesus, but they don't give their life up to Christ. So you can be a Christian and not give your life up to Christ wholeheartedly, willingly. Amen. Um, also, the important the importance importance of devotional time is is reminding us of our calling, which is first first and foremost to love our God. And to love others. Amen. And also it reminds us that it reminds us of who we are in Christ and who he wants us to be. This is what it's all about, y'all. It's not all about what we want and this and that, the third and all of this other stuff. It's not about that. It's not about that at all. Amen. So with that being said, I'm going to give y'all a quick little bonus. I'm not going to go too deep into it. I want to give y'all this, this, this last D fell in my spirit. Um, as I was <laughs> recording this podcast, I said, Oh Lord, how could I forget about, uh, this deed that's very, very, very important. <clears throat> and that's making decisions, decisions. That's the bonus. Um, that's the bonus D. So as disciples, we have to make decisions because when we make wrong choices and or decisions, we have to learn first that we cannot blame no one else. We can't blame other people. We can't blame our job. We can't blame our husband. We can't blame our children. We cannot blame anyone but ourselves. We can't even blame God and we shouldn't be blaming God. Okay. So when it's it's important to notice because not only do our decisions affect, can, can kill out a generation it can also help and bless generations. Choose to do the right thing. Choose to do right by the word of God. The spirit of God will stop. It was the spirit of God will stop talking to us. If we are not listening. First and foremost, it's hard to make the right choices when we cannot when we operate. It's hard to make the right choices when we are operating in flesh. So disciples don't operate in flesh. You don't want to make fleshly decisions. You want to make godly decisions. And just because it's a good decision does not mean it's a God decision. And the way you can distinguish between good decisions and God decision is if it's only benefiting you and no one else, whatever, what all that, everything that we do, not literally everything, because you know, you eating food or going to the bathroom or doing your hair, it's not really benefiting 
the ministry. But at the same way, if you think about it, I mean, you got to eat, you got to live, right? You got to look presentable. You got to look nice, even though, even though the Bible said come as you are, but it's just things you got to do to make sure you're, you know, you're taking care of your temple. You're taking care of your, you know, your body, you know, your health, you know, um, the Bible talks about, you know, being good health and wealth. Amen. So anywho, I say all that to say, um, there's no way we can make the wrong decisions if we love our God. If we walk in his ways, which disciples walk in his ways, keep his commandments, his statutes, his judgments. Our choices can lead people in either the right way or the wrong way. We can never be blessed choosing the wrong way to go. So, yes, there is a right way and there is a wrong way. Amen. And don't let nobody tell you, oh, there's not a wrong way. Yes, it is. And if they tell you that, they're probably a false prophet. Amen. Or they don't have the right teaching. Good decisions bring God's people together. For instance, Jesus Christ did not have to give up his life, but he chose to do so. And what has it done? It's impacted billions of lives, trillions. Amen. And still is. Amen. So I thank the Lord for his obedience, for his willingness, and also for his decision to make the right decision. So remember, our present choices will determine the direction of our future generations. You can make the wrong decision today and it will kill out the rest of your generation. I've seen people in the ministry and, of course, outside of ministry made the wrong move and that generation wiped out. You know, as believers, we can be some of the most selfish people because we think about ourselves. We think about ourselves We are only worried about what we want to do, how we want to do it, and when we want to do it. Not about when the Lord wants us to do it. Not about what the Lord wants us to do and how the Lord wants us to do it. Do not let people or do not let what people think cause you to make wrong decisions. If God said to do it, then do it. Don't let anybody tell you differently because when we do, when we don't do it, that's still the wrong decision. You're still making a wrong choice. And I want you to keep this in the back of your pocket. Well, keep this in the front of your pocket. Keep it in your ear, wear it around your neck. The enemy will cause us to make wrong decisions. We're not blaming the enemy because we don't want to give the enemy any credit. But the enemy is very smart. The enemy was not born yesterday. And remember, the enemy is a God too. The devil, Satan, is a God. He's not our God, but he is a God. We have people that worship him, that praise him, that lift him up. The enemy will cause us to make the the wrong decisions. Because God has perfect timing for every choice. We have to make the right decisions and make them at the right time. So not only are you making right decisions, but making them at the right time. Amen. Amen. So I pray that you enjoyed this teaching. This is a teaching from God. This is a teaching that the Holy Spirit has led me to do. Five D's that is going to strengthen your discipleship. Five D's that that makes up a strong disciple. Amen. Amen. Plus a bonus because I couldn't leave y'all with just five. I had to throw in. The Holy Spirit had to throw in that. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Had to throw in that last D. Amen. And of course, there's more things that comes with this, but I just wanted to keep it simple. I want to keep it sweet and short. Amen. Amen.
All right. Well, that was a pretty amazing episode, don't you think? If this resonated with you, if this helped you, if this helped you get a better revelation of some of the qualities and characteristics of a discipleship and what it is that you need um, with just six things that we talked about, let me know. Screenshot this episode, you know, tag us in it on Instagram and your stories at Godifestation Bay Inc. And also you can tag me. Um, the host, the founder, CEO at Nikira Powell. Um, our um, IG handles will be in the podcast notes. But I'm so excited about this episode because I love when I'm able to teach what I've been taught and teach what has worked for me and is working for me from experience. Amen. Amen. Um, so on another note, my birthday is on um, next Friday, which is Christmas Day. Um, I'm also celebrating our um, seventh uh, anniversary, seven, what, not wedding, but seven marriage anniversary with my husband on the 20th of December. Um, and I'm excited because I'm working behind the scenes, you know, seriously, st- strategically and specifically on um, what it is that the Lord wants me to do with Godifestation Babe Inc. In 2021 so y'all hold on to your seat belts hold on hold on to your seats and um don't get too comfortable because amen god's about to do some amazing things even in your business amen he is about to get you so uncomfortable so that you can have a comfortable lifestyle amen it's time out for struggling and you know all these things that we do not have to do or we don't have to we don't have to go through as disciples of God, as disciples of Christ and as believers in the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. So with that being said, God bless you. I pray that this message, this word straight from the Holy Spirit, straight from the Lord blesses you in your day and you are open to receive it. With that being said, I can't wait to see your feedbacks, your takeaways. Make sure you leave us a five star review rating. Um, so that we can reach more of God's people who are desiring, remember we talked about desire, who are desiring the desires of God or wanting to know more about God and seeking God. Because remember, it's not all about us. It's about God's people and letting them know that we're just nobody trying to tell somebody, uh, trying, to, trying to tell everybody about somebody who saved us, who saved our soul. Amen. Amen. <laughs>